The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, it's Chris Jericho. You're listening to the Rough House Podcast featuring the sexiest beast in all of Maryland and surrounding areas, the illustrious Chris. And Marty. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. I love scotch. Hello, everybody, (laughs) and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, (laughs) episode 217. I am Marty. And I'm Christoph, and uh, I apparently love scotch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you heard it here first. <laughs> yes. Probably not the first time scotch has come up on this show. Oh, definitely uh, not. Definitely not. I much enjoy the uh, the liquid libations. Had myself a uh, nice bottle of port over the last two nights, uh, yes. just uh, sitting back, relaxing. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, um, what, I'm sorry, what were we going to say? Oh, I was going to say, and as, as, you, as you hear this, if you hear this the day it comes out to your listeners, oh, it, it is... Our boy Christoph's birthday. So hop oh, on that stop. social media and uh, tweet at Jordan Grace to give a little birthday shout out to our boy. <laughs> if you want to say he's Make-A-Wish, go ahead. Just go oh. for it. <laughs> oh. shoot, shoot, shoot my shot for me, guys. Uh, no, if you if you want to send me a birthday gift, you can join up for our Patreon, yeah. which is uh, $2 a month for the exclusive episodes. $5 a month if you want the Schlegel's Soapbox. Mm-hmm. Which will be coming your way next soon day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can you can sign up on that Patreon. The uh, the numbers are not uh, you know not birthday worthy. So let's see if we can uh, <laughs> give them a bit of a spike there. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I I I, I ordered a sofa yes. uh, <laughs> like uh, a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. and it's not yet ready. Okay. It's fucking killing me. So we have this like shitty IKEA futon that we've had in our living room for a while. Yeah. Uh, like when we moved, when we had the apartment, and now that we're in the house, I need like it. Fucking sucks. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> like I was trying to be a lazy shit last night, just sit back, watch some movies, and and drink some booze. And like I had a you know a crick in my neck and my ass hurt because there was no support. Well, hello there on the uh, on, on on the futon there for uh, for my booty. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, just sitting I, there fighting yourself, going. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So then I, I stood up and I turned around to the uh, the futon, and in my best Cody Rhodes expression uh, or impression, I went, "Fuck on me." There it is. Yeah. There, there you go. Is. There and then are. I pile drove the uh, the futon <laughs> off the deck. <laughs> so that was that was that was my uh, that was a package pile driver. By yes. The way, yes. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I was going to go get, for a brain buster, but yeah. You know. But you want to make sure you're holding all of all of the cushions. That's why the package yeah. pile driver was the better move. A little right, bit more. Yeah. The, the lumbar section of my spine from said futon was not able to get the uh, the futon up in a brain buster position. So, <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump into this. 
hot and heavy. What are we, what are we going to first, Frank? For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Okay, so uh, this evening is the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Uh, we've got Elimination Chamber matches. Stuff's going to happen. We're going to dig into it, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, fuck all that shit. I've got something else that really needs to be explored uh, with reference to the WWE. Is and, it Nia Jax's hole? Because we uh, spent some time on this last week. No, no, it's not I'm Nia Jax's hole. We're willing to dig into it again. Well, but <laughs> but I, I can say it is a mystery that is as deep and as confusing <laughs> okay. as Nia Jax's hole. Uh, So, uh, earlier this week Mm -hmm. on Wrestling Observer Radio, uh, every uh, every week they have an episode where they cover mailbag questions. People ask Uncle Dave about different things. Are those questions about testicles? (laughs) Not typically. Not typically. Okay, because, you know, the mailbag. Mailbag. Yeah. yeah. Um, You know, they ask him questions about wrestling (laughs) history or, you know, different things that maybe aren't in the news, but... Because he has connections, he can provide details. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the question was, where is Bo Dallas? Which is a, <laughs> a solid question. Solid question. Bo Dallas, he is the, you know, he's a former NXT champion. Yeah. Uh, he was brought in with some degree of notoriety, even with his weird diaper looking tights and his yeah. jiggly belly. Uh, he was part of, was what was his team with... Um, Curtis Axel, the uh, social the outcasts. Oh, oh, uh, he might have been part of the outcasts, but I was thinking the B team. Oh um, yeah, the B team, B team, yeah, 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 yeah. Who had a run with the Raw tag titles? Yeah. Uh, well, and, even when he came up to the main roster, the Bo Leave bit and running yeah. around the ring gimmick that went on. That went on for a bit. Yeah, he took out uh, Torito uh, while running around the ring. El Torito. Yeah, which I, I, I thought was fantastic. And uh, you know he is. The brother of, let's call it, one of the top four guys in the company. So you yeah. would think he's got kind of a privileged spot. You would think uh, his his brother... Well, the fact that he's still employed is kind of proof to that, right? Exactly. Considering he has not been in the ring since a house show in November 2019. 2019? 2019. So that dude hasn't been in the ring for almost a year and a half. Has he been, you know, coming to the Thunderdome to, like, you know, be on standby in case somebody snaps an ankle doing a warm-up? Well, see, that's the fun part. At the time, when Uncle Dave was asked, he had no answer. So, of course, he shuffled among the many piles of paper that is his desk, and he found his rotary phone, and he uh, (laughs) made some calls. Operator? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I guess he received breaking news via fax as he has uh, some details on Bo Dallas, a.k.a. Taylor Rotunda. He's still under contract. He is not being brought to TV. Okay. Not even to sit in catering. Okay. All right. So Bo Dallas Mm -hmm. is sitting at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching movies, playing video games, enjoying himself, collecting a paycheck, which yes. I'd imagine Bo Dallas, I don't know, you think he's making six digits as his underside guarantee? Uh, Probably in that range, but 30 years young, Bo Dallas. Oh, man. And Living the dream. Bo is currently planning for his life after pro wrestling, 
Okay, as, so is he going to, you know, open a gym or a wrestling school or, well, he, you know, a restaurant? You're, you're close. Basically, okay. number four on that list of generic pro wrestler post-wrestling things. He is uh, planning to start a real estate business. <laughs> okay. All he right. has a farm. And here's the part that really disturbed me, folks. What does he grow on the farm? Oh, uh, well, I don't know what he's growing, okay. but I do know who he's sharing said farm with. Who's he plowing the farm with? Well, he is currently, after getting divorced in 2019, okay, sharing a farm, sharing a home, sharing a relationship with Liv Morgan. Shut the fuck up. Bo Dallas. Jiggly Belly. Derpy oh, Face. The Bo Belly. That's where it comes. Yeah, the yeah. Bo Belly. Bo Leave. Diaper Tights. Like the worst singlet ever when, when he was in the B team. Yeah. He has locked down Liv Morgan. I mean, there's only one logical explanation for this. And Great I don't know how we didn't. No, I don't know how we didn't see it in those diaper tights. He's got to be packing heat. I mean, he's got to have a strong nine plus. I mean. Is this the where the girth. fiend gimmick started? The The girth has to be important, too, because I feel like. I don't know. I feel like Liv is a is a girthy girl. Like she she needs some she needs some heft to it. Like length, length is important. Don't get me wrong. And yes, obviously it's how you use it. And yeah, personality goes a long way into getting you horizontal. But once you're horizontal, yeah. and you need uh you need to keep coming back, literally and figuratively. There. Uh, you know, girth is where it's at. You know, maybe he, maybe he can just work it real good. Maybe he's a uh, um uh a master of the cunnilingus perhaps <laughs> he is maybe, a cunning linguist is what you're trying maybe to tell me bo dallas eats a mean pussy i mean maybe that's <laughs> just what it comes down to uh because there we go that's that's the first roughhouse t-shirt right there <laughs> <laughs> that's bo right dallas folks head to pwt's gear bo dallas eats a mean pussy t-shirt it's only 24.95 He's on the P team, P team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would assume he has to be. Um, I mean, it, Liv Morgan is a specimen. Yeah, yeah. She's a very attractive young lady. She got dumps like a truck. truck. Guys like what? Truck. <laughs> what? what? Yes. What? Um, yeah, I... Uh, I mean, game respect game, I yeah, guess. No, no, no. Uh, oh. Congratulations for batting way above your average here, folks. Who's uh, batting 1,000 between <laughs> not getting paid to not work yes. and getting to uh, you know um, harvest the fields of Liv Morgan's regime? Uh, that's, uh, How did this guy, by the way, avoid all of the cuts so far? Uh, maybe Bray has some sway. Even you know? <laughs> It's a Bray sway. That braceway, you know that uh, that that uh, that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something else that rhymes. I got nothing. Uh, I I do not know. Uh, you know his tag team partner Curtis Axel, another yeah, uh, guy from a wrestling legacy family, got the axe. Pun yeah. intended. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> his dad got fired. Yeah, yeah. I can't recall if he's one of the producers who got their job back, but still, he was let go. Yep. And yeah. yet, Bo Dallas living the charmed life with his own I, farm. I feel like somebody needs to be in that uh, JTG sort of uh, 
you know, <laughs> not memorial, but you know that that the, the legacy thing. Yeah, of, that yeah. guy's still employed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, sort of and, thing. and I, I think Bo Dallas is that guy. I so I basically I just want to say right now, uh, we, I don't think there's officially been one, uh, but if we want to kick off the Rough House Hall of Fame, I would like <laughs> to propose that Bo Dallas is first ballot because this guy's figured it all out. Dude, I mean, you know, if he if he writes a a, a Bolive book. I'm I'm buying day you one. You best man. believe you're buying that day one. Yeah, you best. Uh, I mean, if it yeah, show me your ways, dude. Like <laughs> I, that's that's literally he's literally living the dream. Yeah, yeah. And, and, my dream, at least, because I would love nothing more than to have a sedentary lifestyle where I do nothing but sit, watch movies, play video games, and then my uh, hot wife comes home and and rides me till I die. Well, that's there, pretty much. There you go. You know. Just gonna start a start a riot in my pants. Yeah, you know? get a get a get a. Where get a, is the WWE Network documentary team? This is the twenty four we need. I need to know what twenty four hours in the life of Bo Dallas looks like. That's what I yes. want. I, you know what? That's that's my number two condition for re-signing for the WWE Network. Number one <laughs> is to get Rick Boogs, Eric Bugenhagen on TV on a weekly basis, which is still yet to happen. Yeah, still. Not um, and then number two, yes, the the, the WWE twenty four documentary about the the just documenting the past year and a half of Bo Dallas. You know, I wanted to see the gradual decline into the bow belly, you know, making it look like he's pregnant or something like that. Um I wanna see what state you know, do you think it's in right now? Do you think he's in better shape or worse shape? Oh worse. <laughs> what, what motivation does he have to do anything? Yeah, you I mean, know, I guess to point. try and keep Liv Morgan, unless, again, he's rocking that, you know, girthy nine inches, which, you know, <laughs> is hard to turn down, I guess. Which, which again, that's the real feed. Let it Hashtag in. girthy nine inches, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, I, I do want to say we need to find a new person to send these tweets to because uh, I don't want to interact with at send Ted Cruz in any way, shape or form after this week. So. <laughs> well, I, you know, it all depends on what kind of cell service he gets in Mexico. So anyway, folks, uh, this evening is Elimination Chamber and uh, that card's been uh, shaken up a little bit. Uh, because this week on uh, on Raw, we had some last-minute changes, including a change which I thought was absolutely stupid. So okay. the main event heading into Raw on Monday uh, for the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre defending against AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Sheamus, and The Miz. The Miz, okay. of course, is the Money in the Bank briefcase holder. Still, yeah. Yes, he still has it. Uh, well, he was re-gifted it by uh, by Adam Pierce because he he uh, he had uh, cashed it in at TLC, and I forget what convoluted reason why he was giving it back, but he was. Uh, but he didn't even win it. Tucker or uh, Otis won it, right? He beat Otis for it. Okay. Right. Yes. Again, this is very convoluted. So. Raw this week kicked off with an episode of uh, Miz's talk show. Uh, and the most must-see uh, show on WWE uh, television, yes. from what I hear. Yes. And The Miz announced that because he has the Money in the Bank briefcase, he was stepping down from the match. Okay. Um... So I he doesn't s- want the possibility of two world title shots. He doesn't want the possibility of winning the world title and having a backup in case someone beats him. Well, he's just given up a shot. 
if you are uh, Miz is what pushing 40 at this point. Yeah, he's probably 40 or 39, 40, 41. He's, uh, you know, he's had some, uh, some, some punches filled out on his bump card. Okay. Fair. So maybe the Miz is trying to work smarter and not harder by not putting himself through the trademarked human demolition derby that, which you're going to hear 20 times tonight. Yeah. Um, which is the WWE elimination chamber. Yeah. Uh, maybe the Miz is, you know, feeling like he wants to give back to the new generation, as we talked about last week, the Elimination Chamber's full of superstars of years past. Maybe he wants to vacate his spot, this much-coveted, lauded spot, so that somebody else, a, a new blue chipper, an up-and-comer, somebody who, who you know, will, will take the uh, professional wrestling world by storm in the next few years, could have that spot. Is that, not, is that, that not happening? Definitely not what happened. Is John no. Morrison getting in uh, Well, he wanted to give John Morrison <laughs> okay. the spot. But out you can't comes, bequeath a chamber spot? Uh, well, uh, he thought he could. But okay. out comes Kofi Kingston. Okay. Another young blue chipper. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and basically, they they had a match where uh, it was Kofi Kingston versus the Miz. If Kofi Kingston beat the Miz, he would get that slot. If the Miz won, John Morrison would get the slot. So Kofi Kingston won and will be in the Elimination Chamber match. Can I challenge Bo Dallas to a match for his slot? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want his slot? <laughs> no, no, no. Not his. Actually, not the not the slot on his being. The slots he, uh, he you know, puts the to. girthy nine inches into. Uh, but I, I thought this was baffling. I, I, it, within kayfabe, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I, I get what you're saying that, you know, less bumps on the bump card. And I'm sure this was somebody trying to backstage say, hey, look, all these guys were part of Elimination Chamber matches 10 years ago. Maybe we need to switch it up a little bit. Um, but I love Kofi. This is just this is just sad. This is such an indictment of the current state of Raw. Well, you know, the word creative is uh, in air quotes there and used a lot, but is not really that. Uh, yes. So, you know, what did you expect? Fair. Marty, Fair. come on. Uh, uh, I will say Kofi, probably good for a crazy spot or two in Elimination Chamber. Probably more than Miz would provide. Fair so point. Fair if point. You're, if you're looking at match quality and not any kind of logical uh, point of view yeah. here. Well, if you're looking for a guy to do crazy spots, I'm shocked there isn't an Ali or a Ricochet. I recognize both guys have been jobbed to death, but I'm surprised you don't have someone in there where it's like, oh, they're going to go in there and they're going to die for all of us. Let's do it. I would also say probably a reason for that, knowing Vince McMahon and WWE, is that they are brown people. So Excellent point. That's probably part to do with it as well. But hey, uh, you know. Kofi Kingston's in there, so there we go. Um, also on the show tonight, uh, Bobby Lashley. I'm real sorry? name, Bobbert Lasharelli. Uh, Bobbert! Hey, Bobby! Uh, we'll be defending. I got the sauce on the stove for you, Bobby. Hey. hey. He'll be defending his United States Championship against Keith Lee and Riddle in a triple threat match. Again, the less you think about it, the better. Okay, um, right. I was just going to ask a question, but okay. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, please. I, I was just because I, I think you explained it last week. Yes, and I it, it totally was in one ear and out the other. Yes, uh, as to why this was happening because like what Riddle lost a match. Uh, and Riddle lost still... a match to Keith Lee and is still in yeah. this U.S. title. Yeah. 
Okay. Cool. Um, we're going to have uh, Elimination Chamber for a Universal Championship shot that same night. Uh, Jay Uso versus Kevin Owens versus King Corbin versus Sami Zayn versus Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan. Um, on paper, the that's choice there. Uh, I would say, based off of current WWE television, the three faces are your most logical instances. Either this is how they finally end the Kevin Owens Roman Reigns thing with Owens winning and then getting squashed right after. They pull the trigger on Cesaro, who's been getting a very big babyface push. Of course, he's 39 years old right now, so perfect time to do that. Uh, or Daniel well, Bryan. A specimen. I mean, hey, Cesaro's amazing. I, I you know, I, I hold no ill will to the guy. I still think he's one of the best wrestlers ever. Uh, one of the most talented guys in WWE f- currently full stop. Sure. Um, just, you know. He's been in the company for, God, it's probably almost been 10 years now. And yeah, uh, they've squandered the shit out of him. Um, Maybe they're going to bring Oksana back to be his uh, manager. <laughs> that sexy saxophone music. Ooh. I met her at uh, Access at WrestleMania 29. She smelled great. <laughs> Got a good whiff. Got a good, good whiff. Good solid sniff in. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. The hair. Yeah. I'm thinking any one of the three faces are likely here. And then, of course, uh, they go against Roman Reigns the same night. Because of the fact that SmackDown ended with Reigns spearing Edge, who's not on this card, I assume Reigns wins and we get Reigns Edge at Mania. Sure. That means I don't know who Drew is going to be defending uh, against at Mania because I assume Drew's going to retain the belt tonight. And, uh, you know... I, I've seen some uh, some speculation that uh, Brock's going to be brought back in for a payday, but I mean that's literally what we did last year. Yeah, um, and it was a squash. Yes, uh, so I, I don't know that we're going to get that <laughs> again. Um, I think it would be interesting if Bobby Lashley, because he's been super protected, if he drops the U.S. title here, if they do Lashley McIntyre at Mania, that at least would be shaking it up a little bit. Yeah, and you know it's, it's it's a lateral move from Brock Lesnar as yeah. it's an, you know an old guy who did did MMA is in tremendous shape and yeah. is not a great talker. So it's, yeah. it's you know, and and it, honestly, you know, the Hurt Business has been one of the few shining examples of what's going on on Raw. So I would love to see the Hurt Business collectively get a main event payday for Mania. What are your thoughts on um, on Edge versus Reigns? I like the the spear versus spear sort of uh, battle there, and I will say uh, it's not Randy uh, Orton. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that that to um, me is the the key thing. Uh, Edge, sorry, bud, but uh, Roman Reigns has a way better spear than you. Uh, apologize for that, especially but. at this point because Roman Reigns doesn't need to protect his very fragile neck. Yeah, well, yeah, but even um, even like classic, you know, height of his popularity edge. I still think because Roman Reigns goes tries to go like full Raiden and like just <laughs> fly across <laughs> the ring. <laughs> yeah, uh, which by the way, holy shit, Mortal Kombat trailer, right? Uh, blood knife, blood knife, Chris, blood knife. <laughs> hashtag blood knife. Hashtag girthy nine inches. <laughs> the two are not related, as far as I know. Yes. Um, is that physically possible? Does, does, I guess blood does freeze. I, I yeah. wonder what temperature, uh, you know, Fahrenheit or Celsius uh, or Kelvin. I, I would assume uh, it's a, uh, a sub-zero temperature, Chris. Ah, uh, 
Ah, see, see, mm-hmm. this is why you make the no bucks, my friend. Yes, this is, yeah. this is fantastic work on your part. Thank That's you. right, folks. Just as a polite reminder, <laughs> the Patreon money goes one hundred percent to Chris. <laughs> that was a condition upon your joining the show. <laughs> this is a mission I think of mercy. Justin set that stipulation as well. Yeah. I had nothing to do with. It. I yes. begrudgingly accept. Yes, yes. Uh, also on the show tonight. <laughs> Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler will be defending the women's tag team titles against Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Uh, so that team's going to implode and then Bianca tra- uh, challenges Sasha for the title at WrestleMania. Yep. And that okay. makes me believe based on WWE booking they've been doing since the late 90s, Sasha and Bianca win the women's world tag titles here <laughs> and they implode and are somehow still defending the belt successfully up until let's call it a week before mania but they have they would have to defend against uh Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez next week yes and i recognize on NXT this week they did build to Nia and Shayna versus Dakota and Raquel but that makes Ugh. me even more think that they'll just throw a wrench in the gears and have Sasha and Bianca win the belts tonight have Shayna and Sasha had a program together? I uh, don't believe so. That could be awesome if if they yeah, ever did that. I was, I was just thinking because, you know, Shayna's really good in the ring. Yes, uh, very Sasha, good. Sasha, also very good in the ring. And I was trying to think back. Mm-hmm. They weren't in NXT at the same time. No, and uh, uh, Shayna was on Raw because she was a Heyman project at the time. Mm-hmm. And that's when Sasha went over to SmackDown. SmackDown, yeah. Hmm. That could yeah. be could be fun match there. Yeah, and uh, last but far from least, uh, advertised as recently as last night. This morning. Uh, I saw it this morning. Yeah, talking oh, about the Lacey Evans Oscar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pregnant, shoot pregnant. A shoot Lacey pregnant Evans. Lacey Evans apparently going to get a Raw Women's Championship match against Oscar. Uh, they Asterisk turn card subject to change. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and, and it's funny you say that. It's literally on the table of matches on wikipedia it has asterisk card subject change i mean um, there's no way there's no if she's legit <laughs> pregnant exactly they're, no they're not way. gonna <laughs> that baby's not ready for oscar they can't do that <laughs> god damn it i wish that one could be the out <laughs> oh god Picturing Oscar uh, shoot kicking Lacey in the tummy, and uh, I will uh, say that woman has a right to have a match, but yes. um, it's not uh, it's not going to happen. So who no. who who uh, who 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 uh, no wrong <laughs> no no I was yeah no oh. no 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 Pacino today please oh okay uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lacey doesn't have that Lacey. She, I mean, is so much a, a carbon copy of Charlotte that I don't recall Lacey having that great of an ass. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I could think, be wrong. I, I don't recall her either. However, uh, I know, I know, we're leaving this unfinished. But speaking of great asses, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I think we need. Do you have taps on your uh, soundboard? You need to play. Uh, uh, I, play? I do not have taps. I, I should get taps for uh, for for old Pam uh, yeah. Bailey. Now, on the market, fellas. Yes. So, uh, yeah. you know, if you've got a girthy nine inches of your own, shoot your shot at yes. Bailey WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's her actual Twitter as, handle. Uh, um, as, <clears throat> as her fiance, Aaron Solo, is now Aaron Solo. So long. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
Both work. Both yes. work. Yeah. AEW Dark Star. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's now. Uh, AEW YouTube show star yeah. Aaron Solo. He it's... was on an episode of two of BTE. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I, I feel like he got squashed on Dynamite once or twice. Um, it, yeah. He may have. But it's it's very weird that he had to make a public statement. Like, for for those who missed it, uh, Aaron, Aaron Solo, Solo, however it's pronounced. I don't care enough to look it up. Uh, he hopped on Twitter last night to explain that he and Pam, that's Bailey, uh, you know, have decided to end their engagement and they appreciate their privacy at this time. Because nothing says we want our privacy like telling the world what's going on. Um, is Bailey the youngest Pam on the planet? I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Pam is not – Pamela is not really a name that uh, – that's that's in the current uh, roster or lineup of you know kids being born in the late in the in the, the late aughts into teens into twenty twenties. Yeah, I'm not feeling there's a lot of Pams there. Yeah, I I feel like we we've definitely gone on a uh, a dry run of Pams. Just I mean, there's gonna be a shit ton a, a of Pam audience. drought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, too, too many Arias. Too many too many Arias. Yeah, other, we, we had a few know. Dannys and they are very regretted right now. <laughs> Always wait for the show to end, friends. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let that show end or get canceled, and then you can do your thing. In terms Although of I, do, I do anxiously await the arrival of my first son, Samwise, like a lot. Uh, <laughs> no truer hero has ever existed than yeah. Samwise Gamgee. Yeah. Potato and fan and soon. loyal friend. <laughs> Boil him, mash him, stick him in a stew. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, pa- uh, Bailey's on the market, so there you go. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into a little bit of sub-brand action. Are they your kind? No. Oh. Okay. Thanks, NXT last Sunday had a takeover. The weirdly Valentine's named... Day Massacre. Uh, no, Revengeance Day. And Revengeance Day uh, was kicked off with one of, I shit you not, 24 new signees of the WWE making their debut. Well, hold on. Was it really Revengeance Day or was it Vengeance Day? Oh, sorry. Vengeance Day. My okay. Bad. All right. My bad. I, I wasn't sure if you were joking or if you were serious. No, I, I as a Metal Gear fan, I, I okay. had Revengeance on the mind. Well, um, you know, Thor Ragnarok, they were the Revengers. So, true. And I, I believe that's on uh, Metalocalypse, uh, they were revenge, Revengeancers or something like that was the, uh, <laughs> yes. the villains of Death Clock uh, yes. back in the day. Were you a Metalocalypse guy? Yes. Yes, very much really? so. Really? Yeah, I love me some Metalocalypse. Not, a, not, not too into the metal thing. Not too so. into the metal, but uh, definitely like that was that was my prime era of watching Adult Swim. Right, right, Before right, right. it was just like these 15-minute cartoons that I'd watch and go, I don't know what the fuck just happened. <laughs> like, I am not high enough. For <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or high and, at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, during the pre-show, uh, Eli Drake of NWA and uh, TNA fame made I, his NXT debut. Thirty no idea years who this guy young. Is. Uh, <laughs> I do, do not know he, this guy. Do, if, if I said dummy, yeah, would that? No, no. Okay. Um, nope. he, he was basically uh, he had a long feud with uh, EC3. In, okay. Uh, in in TNA, um, and See then another Southern boy of impact, along with the James Storms. No, and... no, no, no. I don't, I don't believe he's yeah. Southern. Um, but he, he jumped over to the Corgan NWA. He was part of the Corgan NWA invasion of Ring of Honor uh, in the past year and a half. Um, 
Oh, I remember Aldis coming over. I don't remember yeah. anybody else, but okay. Yeah, but yeah, Eli Drake, uh, he made his debut. Again, 38 years young. Perfect time yep. to bring a guy on to developmental. Just um, like they just signed Taya, who's 37. Yep, yep. Can't wait till she's told she's fat. Uh, your new name for Eli Drake, the NXT name generator, does it again. L.A. Knight. Isn't that a, isn't, weren't they shoes? Uh, the, well, oh, those are L.A. Gears, L.A. Gears and British Knights. OK, all right. So they, someone, they, technically they were. Dude. Someone <laughs> did point out L.A. Knight. That is the if you had an S, that's the name of the basketball team from the Bow Wow classic like Mike. And Holy of course, shit. Bow Wow is talking about wrestling in WWE. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so uh, K-N-I-G-H-T or N-I-G-H-T? Like of the round table. Mm hmm. L.A. Knight. Okay. That's a terrible fucking name, but okay. Good Uh, luck. As mentioned, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez shocked the world by winning the Women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, defeating Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Um, We also had Johnny Gargano defend the North American Championship successfully against Kushida in what I thought was a very good, if a little bland due to the lack of crowd, uh, match against Kushida. How many minutes in did uh, it take for Johnny Gargano to look down at his hands dramatically, <laughs> wondering if too, too if there was too much violence being had? Well, good news. He's a heel now, so his violence is okay. He doesn't need okay, to stare okay. at his hands and question who he is. <laughs> yes. Did Kushida do it? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Uh, nor did they pull out a box cutter and cut the uh, canvas off the uh, the top of the ring. So Dang. Yeah. Which apparently oh, – where did I just read this? Uh, uh, it, it's from the Moxley interview that yeah. he did with uh, Wrestling Observer Radio. He had pitched uh, – John Moxley had pitched taking off the ring mat yep. uh, in the Hell in the Cell that he did with uh, Seth Rollins to crickets from Vince McMahon and Triple H – Smash cut to maybe two years later. Uh, That's one of the key moments in the uh, Gargano Ciampa match. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I got this idea. (laughs) Yeah. That's uh, part and parcel WWE. You know, that's it it goes along with everything that we've thought about what their creative process and, you know, even even a big star. I mean, Moxley, you know, Dean Ambrose was one of their biggest stars. And if even, you know, he can't get an idea through to those two dimwits then you know yeah today it's a damn shame very much so uh in the men's dusty road tag team classic finals msk the team of nash carter and wes lee mississippi koopas i just assume it's marijuana smoking kids (laughs) uh they defeated the brazil young vets uh this match was awesome like really, yeah. really fucking good. Uh, if who, I'm sorry, go who ahead. are the grizzled young vets again? Uh, Zach Gibson and James Drake from NXT UK. Okay, right. how old are they? Uh, they are late twenties, late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. Okay. So Gibson is a hell of a promo, and he he's one of the best because I saw them uh, when Progress came over to the states and worked mm-hmm. to the ECW arena. Gibson's probably one of the best uh-huh. live heels I've ever seen. He, that was the Jordan Gray show. Yes, yes, it was. You were texting me photos from yes. so kindly. Yes, you're welcome. Thank I'm you. I'm a good friend. You are. Uh, truly. But yeah, MSK uh, wins the match, had a really great match. Uh, they have 
basically improved by leaps and bounds just in a few weeks they've been in NXT. I don't know what's going on in the Performance Center or if they give a lot more of a shit because they're getting paid more money than Impact or what, but uh, Carter and Lee looked amazing here. Highly recommend that, but it's not what I'm going to say is the number one thing you have to see from the pay-per-view because the thing you have to see from the pay-per-view was the video package of Rich Cameron Grimes. Ugh. So uh, the the hillbilly million dollar man gimmick is, yes. is going strong. Yes, and it's really really good. <laughs> I mean, on paper, it's so cringe. Yes, I you know you would need a good performance to really, you know, make yeah. it work. And from what I hear, you know, not just from you, but yes. people seem to be enjoying it. Yeah, he just seems really cringe. He's he's absolutely nailing it. Like, it's absolutely okay. perfect. Uh, Io Shirai retained the NXT Women's Championship over Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. This was a very weird match. They only went like thir- 12 minutes. Yeah, only went like 12, 13 minutes. Uh, when Tony went to set up a table spot, the table <laughs> fell apart underneath her hand. Uh, and uh, here's the part that's even weirder. Apparently, they were scheduled to go for 20. And they just took it home. Huh. Okay. So I know what that's about. I mean... There's three really talented women in there. Yeah. Maybe there is an injury nobody's talking about? Always possible, especially these days, because WWE doesn't like to let injuries come out. I don't know why, but they don't. Uh, the Was main it Fall Girl Mercedes Martinez there? <laughs> Pro- uh, uh, yes. Uh, okay. There was a flying headbutt by Tony Storm. Io Shirai broke up the pin on Martinez with a moonsault. Pin Martinez for the win. Okay. Uh, then your main event was Finn Balor defeating Pete Dunne. Very, very good match, but the bit that everyone is talking about is post-match. Uh, one and two, he ran out, uh, laid out Balor after the match. Here comes Undisputed Era. It's Cole, <laughs> Strong, and O'Reilly. O'Reilly helped Balor up. We had the show logo and trademark pop up. Mm-hmm. And Adam Cole hits Finn Balor with a super kick. Kyle O'Reilly gets in Adam Cole's face, super kicks him too, and Roddy Strong stands around like, bah, duh, bah. so that was the explosion of the Undisputed Era, which was followed up on Wednesday um, as Adam Cole ended up uh, attacking and brainbustering Kyle O'Reilly on ring steps. Okay. Okay, uh, which then were... led to some uh, social media hubbub. Yes, uh, because apparently uh, Kyle O'Reilly decided to do the shaky shell, uh, sh- yeah. shaky cell for the fans in attendance as he was on uh, stretcher, and this led some you belief he's having cell. the shaky cell. <laughs> Led, led fans to believe that uh, there was a legitimate injury or a legitimate seizure from uh, Kyle O'Reilly, who has type 1 diabetes, so uh, would not have been unheard of. Um, Kyle O'Reilly, totally fine at this point. Yeah. Um, But definitely scared some folks, not only uh, in the crowd, but also behind the scenes. There were were people, some people posting, um, you know, uh, pray for Kyle, thinking about Kyle, stuff like that, like Dakota Kai did. And then you had uh, our boy boy Swerve, uh, he posted, I guess he just wasn't ready for Adam Cole, <laughs> which got him sweet. Uh, but hey, it turned out it wasn't a legit injury. So uh, here's to you, Swerve. Here's Good to you. What's, what's Swerve up to these days? Is he in any kind of title scene or nope, anything? Nope, he's doing nothing. <laughs> okay, cool. He's, he's on his way to that Bo Dallas lifestyle. <laughs> what's uh, what's the old Killer Cross up to these days? 
Funny you should ask. Killer Cross is going for the Cruzador title. I'm wait. What? Sorry, I'm sorry, Carrier Cru- Cross. Cruise the cruiserweight title? Yes. They were supposed to have for the main event of Cross NXT. Cross is like 240. They were supposed to have for the main event of NXT this week. Uh Santos Escobar defending against Carrion Cross. They did a whole weird to do at the top of the show, very like late era ECW, where it was uh Kyle O'Reilly came out, then Dunn, One and Tui came out. A promo then train? here yeah, it was a promo train and here comes uh uh Dunn and uh, or not Dunn, uh Finn and Roddy Strong and they're all mad at each other and William Regal comes out, but before he says, Oh, our main event's a six man, he talks about how Santos Escobar isn't at the show and that if Santos Escobar doesn't show up next week to defend his title, he's stripping him of the belt. And in turn, we need a new main event. So six man tag. Boof. Yeah, it was really okay. convoluted. But uh, yeah, Santos Escobar. At least you didn't make him go one on one with The Undertaker. Yeah, I would have been fine with that at this point. Just to have just, just to hear William Regal do his best Teddy Long would have been worth it. Uh, but yeah, carrying cross next week, going to go against uh, Santos Escobar for the Cruzador title in a no DQ match. And if Santos Escobar does not show up to defend, he is stripped of the title. Well, he still has the Raul Mendoza and uh, 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 the DJZ, right? Yes, he does. He still has his uh, Legado del Fantasma or whatever okay. they're calling them. So no DQ, two extra guys in the back, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. And the fact that Karrion Cross is not a cruiserweight. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's okay. very weird. It doesn't make any sense at all to me. You'd figure he'd be right in the mix for the world title. No, he's a cruiserweight now. I'm... What about old Tommy Champa? Uh, he was uh, tied up in a feud with uh, Tim Thatcher, uh, and then they were uh, they had their fight lost. pit match. Yeah, uh, and they went to the Dusty Rhodes Classic, uh, and yeah. I don't think he's done anything since. Okay, all right. And Thatcher, the same? Yeah, so kind of weird, but okay. I, I'm, right. I'm sure they'll they'll start to reset everybody this coming week. It's a lot of fucking people down in NXT. And they're adding 24. <laughs> that's, that's that's a lot of fucking people. 24, well, well, show? Well, uh, well, funny you should say that, Chris. <laughs> Damn. Smart I'm man. I'm the fucking game. Yeah, you are. Uh, <laughs> it came out this week that WWE taped a pilot... For NXT Evolve. Okay, so it's a marrying of the two brands because NXT bought or WWE bought the, the everything of Evolve, right? Yes. So this is developmental for developmental. Okay. All right. So we're getting, you know, I feel like we're going to have, you know, the seven circles of hell as we continue well, to go down. Well, we've got six brands now. Jeez. If we include Christ. that. So we've got Raw, SmackDown, NXT, 205 Live, NXT UK. Oh, yeah. And NXT Evolve. Oh, and also, Progress is just airing new shows on the WWE Network. Okay. As, as right. they started this weekend. That That's where just new shows for Progress go. Uh, I guess they go on demand Progress also, but they're just another brand. Uh, I don't know where exactly NXT Evolve is supposed to land in the power rankings. I'm uh, assuming... Maybe right next to NXT UK, but definitely below 205 because 205 people are technically main roster, even though they just get thrown in there and never seen again. Um, uh, okay. All right. I don't know. Cool. I don't know. Hey, you know what? Let's pull up and talk about. 
a little bit of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, not a uh, great week for New Japan as they had some pretty significant injuries pulling people off of the Road to Castle attack shows. Tetsuya Naito off of multiple shows due to knee injuries and uh, just a little bit before showtime today. Hiromu Takahashi got pulled off of the uh, house no. shows on the road to Castle Attack as he uh, is suffering shoulder issues again. Um, so not great. But on the positive side of things for New Japan, sounds like they're heading back to Access TV as the whole uh, Forbidden Door opening and the friendliness between New Japan with AEW and Impact has led to them apparently softening on not being on access. So uh, they may be returning there in the not-too-distant future. Coincidentally, okay. did you know that there are three fucking Impact shows on <laughs> access on Tuesday nights? Three? Yes. So they have... I forget the name of the newest show, but they have a pre-show to Impact on Tuesday nights. So that's on at 7. Then from okay. 7 to 10 is Impact. Then from 10 to 11 is uh, called Impact Impact in 60, which is them showing old Impact matches. Okay. I mean, so it's four hours of Impact every Tuesday night. I recognize they own the network, but... Maybe spread some of that shit around, yeah. guys. Yeah. I mean, at least the, the highlight matches, the, the old matches, which, you know... Impact's been around long enough and have had so many top stars come through the doors that they own the, the you know, the matches to. Yeah. But they could make that into something and not just bury it after the weekly show. I mean, it, sometimes it, it could be more interesting than the show they're actually airing, um, depending I mean, on what they I mean, put that played. shit on opposite Raw or opposite uh, <laughs> NXT I, I, I would be and Dynamite. Really curious. <laughs> yeah, opposite Dynamite, opposite SmackDown. Just, yeah. I'd be curious to see. How a, you know, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe from Victory Road 2012 or whatever the fuck uh, match would yeah, be. how that would play out to, yeah. you know, the, the modern viewer. Uh, yeah, it would be interesting to say the least. Speaking of interesting, uh, we have our King of Pro Wrestling stipulations for Castle Attack. Have you heard these, Chris? <sighs> so it, well, it, it's it's the uh, interim champion Toriano, uh -huh. and he's uh, tr he's he's being challenged by the crown jewel of the Bullet Club, Chase Owens. Yes, uh, if there is ever a you know bathroom break match for a yeah. title in New Japan, this was fucking it. So Chase Owens has proposed because he's saying he's a Texas champion. He has a belt now. I have no idea what this is about. Is he even from Texas? I, I, I haven't the faintest. Uh, okay. He would like a Texas strap match. Okay. So uh, strap match, they got to touch all four corners in okay. the traditional style. So Yano has responded with a Yano-style strap match. It's a strap match, but you have to remove all four corner posts. Okay. I mean, <laughs> <clears throat> look, it's a comedy title, so yes. you're going to have a comedy match. It's, I mean, would I rather watch this than see fucking Hanma do something? Yeah, I, I would. I would go. I would go along with that. Yeah. I mean, Yu, Yuji Nagata apparently putting on some really good matches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he Kojima was just had a really good uh, match with uh, Osprey at the last uh, one of the last big shows. So mm -hmm. you know, some of the New Japan dads are are still going strong, but fucking Hanma, man, what a what the hell? Yeah, that was that was legit. Yeah, and that yeah. was in Japanese. Your Japanese is really good with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Hey, let's go ahead and play this again. And now it's time for the Rough House Podcast. G N A Impact Update. 
so there was some news that broke right after we finished recording last week about oh, yeah. Impact that involved someone from AEW. So we're, we're just going to break this off into a little bit of an Impact update. Sammy Guevara. Funnily enough, one of the things I said when we were doing our Dynamite recap was, you know what? Sammy should go to Impact. Yeah. Sammy should go to New Japan. Well, they tried to send him to Impact, and uh, it did not go great. Uh, a few different versions of the story um, had come in and out over the course of the week. So here's the clearest version that we have. Uh, so uh, Sammy Guevara showed up in Nashville to work the February 9th through 11th impact tapings to begin an angle. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen, though, because there was a disagreement about what he would be doing. So uh, this is combination uh, scoop from Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. Uh, so um, apparently uh, Guevara would be part of a six-man tag on this coming Tuesday show where the winning team would move on to a three-way match for an X-Division title shot. So it would have been Guevara, Ace Austin, and Chris Bay against Willie Mack, Josh Alexander, and Trey Miguel. So Okay. Had Guevara, Austin, and Bay won, there would have been a three-way, and winner would have gotten an X-Division title shot. Isn't the X-Division like their cruiserweights? Yeah, well, it, the X-Division means that there are no limits, Chris. Okay. So right. it could be anybody. Sure. I was going to say Willie Mack not really fitting that uh, cruiserweight uh, <laughs> stipulation yeah. there, much like a carrying cross. So um, the, the idea was uh, that... Guevara's team would win and it would be Guevara versus Austin versus Chris Bay. Guevara would win that too. And then he apparently suggested that he wins the X division title. Now this is according to Dave Meltzer sources who win the X division title and then return to AEW with it, never losing the title and being stripped of it at some point. So let me, let me see if I can sum this up. Wrestler pitches, wrestler wins title. Yeah. I'm thinking I come in there, I win a belt, and I never lose it. What do you yeah. guys think? I mean, you know, granted, Sammy Guevara's probably had more eyes on him on Dynamite than most people have gotten on Impact in their entire careers. Yeah. So he has some... So I would imagine he would have some say, but uh, to just come in and say, yeah, I think I should win the title. I'm not yeah. doing it if I'm not. Now, Al- uh, Alvarez's sources said that he was never going to win the title. Guevara had proposed an idea, but the idea was he would come down, lose some matches, then eventually win, then lose matches. And honestly, I could see why Guevara wouldn't like that idea. Yeah. Th- this is his moment to make himself a name. This yeah. is his moment to build his solo star. So if the idea is, hey, we got this hot young kid from AEW, let's have him lose to everybody. Like, yeah, yeah I-, I could see why you would tell Don Callis to go fuck himself. Right. So, yeah. A private party taking an L on impact is a little bit different than Sammy Guevara. Who's been... They won along the way. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Juice Robinson, David Finley, they made their Impact debut this week. They beat mm-hmm. Reno Scum. They're probably going to end up having a tag title match against the Good Brothers at some point. But it's not like they brought them in to lose to Impact guys. Right. I recognize that kind of the time-honored tradition in professional wrestling is this idea of, oh, the outsider comes in and makes our guys look good. Mm-hmm. But usually they still win. It's yeah. that your local guy gets the shine of being competitive. Yeah. 
Instead, it sounded like what was proposed here was, hey, Sammy, why don't you come in and lose to everybody? Yeah. I, you know what? Good on Sammy for, yeah. for standing strong uh, yeah. here. You know, apparently there was, you know, depending on who you ask, there was some uh, short amount of heat between Impact and AEW. Yeah. But Callis and Jericho, uh, you know, kind of worked to Is to it weird it out. to you, by the way, that Jericho is apparently one of the people, you know, pulling the strings behind the scenes for this whole AEW Impact thing? I thought uh, it was kind of weird. I, I thought it, it was too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, but you know, it's it's that Winnipeg connection, man. Those those three guys, Omega, Callis, and Jericho. That's fair. That's fair. You know, the the Winnipeg brain trust. I don't know which you, the invisible hand of uh, <laughs> of Winnipeg. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I guess that's kind of it. They all have long standing relationships or whatever. But you, you can know. understand my confusion, right? Sure. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, yeah, I I feel like it's a missed opportunity. I think it's a bummer, and I'm sure that the truth of things sits somewhere in the middle. I don't necessarily think Impact wanted Sammy to lose to everybody, and I also don't think Sammy came in and said, I, well, why don't I come in and win the belt and then never lose it? Like, I, right. I feel like there was probably a middle ground of, well, we want you to win these matches but also lose to these guys. Like, I would be shocked if it was Sammy proposed winning the belt and then it turned into, well, we'll give you the belt, but then you have to lose to all these guys. <laughs> while champion in non-title matches or something goofy right. where enough guys were like, oh, no, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I just want to propose uh, Sammy at Castle Attack. That's, that's yeah. what Let's I would go. like to see now. As long as he's not joining the United Empire, we're, yes. we're okay there. Uh, do you think um, – I apologize in advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think uh, Chris Jericho ever uh, you know, was feeling frisky in the bedroom – and asks Mrs. Irvine to uh, to throw throw a strap on on so that he can get Winnipegged. I'm bummed we still have to talk about AEW. <laughs> God damn it! We've had two great outs so far. <laughs> uh, although knowing the knowing the. Uh, the history of the Irvines, I'm not sure that that would be something, uh, you know, they'd be into. Maybe behind closed doors, because yeah. apparently, you know, it's a lot yeah, of a lot that, of that happening. That's what everybody never does. Wanna, never want to own up to yeah. it, uh, you know. But hey, let's talk about AEW. Uh, do we have to? We'll go Ooh. high level. We'll, we'll we'll knock this out high level. Uh, uh, the AEW Women's Title Eliminator kicked off in full this week with uh, the Japanese kickoff. I thought this was a real fun show on YouTube. Excalibur calling all the action by himself and doing a hell of a job with it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, to the point where, job by Excalibur. Yeah. Uh, to the point where I, I think he got legitimate praise, legitimate unexpected praise from Jim Ross about it on live television on Wednesday. But at the same time, I can't imagine Jim Ross sitting down to watch that. <laughs> I, I agree. But it, like Excalibur's response on the show seemed very genuine. saying that seemed very genuine. He seemed a, a, a little surprised, but it, did. Uh, it, it was a really, really fun show. If you've never seen any of these women, I think you'd have a great time. Uh, the standout matches for me, though, were uh, Emi Sakura against Venny, uh, mm-hmm. the the former Asuka. Venny's style is wild. Uh, yeah. Just uh, really, really unique. Um, not only are, are they a unique performer, but uh, just the way they carry themselves in the ring and very flexible and just doing very unique things. I also really enjoyed the Ryo Mizunami Maki Ito match. Yes. The finish of that match with Mizunami doing the, like the rolling triangle choke was crazy. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, Aja Kong looked real rough in that main event, though. Yeah. Real, he real, never left the center of the ring, you know, yeah. sort of just. Yeah. Just and got to love that. Got to love that flying elbow drop, which is basically just falling off the top rope. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <you> know, gravity. <laughs> You know, yes. nature's a uh, wrestling assistant. Yes. Dynamite this week. Uh, kind of a, a storyline building show. Um, we got the <laughs> in the most Cody thing possible. We got the uh. baby gender reveal during his entrance <sighs> to do commentary I mean, on a match. I don't really entirely know why he was doing commentary. It's uh, what, what match was that? It was FTR versus the side L's. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Unless yeah. one of the side L's is going to show up in that ladder match, which if they were, it would have made sense to announce that during that match. Yeah, or have them win something. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, that match was very good. Uh, it, yeah. I, I thought FTR looked like beasts in that match. Uh, and, and I admit probably half of that was due to the side L's just willing to die a thousand deaths for them. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought it was a very fun match. Brandy and Cody are having a baby girl, by the way, which means yeah. the AEW women's division will have TV time. <laughs> uh, speaking of the women's division on the U.S. side of the women's title eliminator, a great match between Serena Deeb and the returning Riho. God damn it. I forgot how awesome Riho was. This match was a banger. I was uh, I was super into it. Very, very good. Very good to see Riho back. Uh, Serena Deeb, um, you know top of her game right now working with an injured uh a bum knee yeah uh worked her way through it um not to you mention know, the it, albatross that is marty scroll around her neck right now <laughs> oh yeah is that still a thing yep it is that's troublesome yeah it is but it was a great match it was a really good Riho match, looked yeah. like a star winning we're gonna get thunder rosa versus Riho. that's Hell supposed yes. to be part of a women's title eliminator uh, show airing on Bleacher Report, not BR Live, but the Bleacher Report website. So uh, they're trying to make Is a that big an upgrade, I guess. Uh, somewhat, in so much as that's a massively well viewed sports website. website. Yeah. So I, I it, it's not quite like being on ESPN.com, but it's close okay. enough. Okay. So I, I think that's pretty cool. Um, we had uh, the resolution of sorts of the Hangman Page fake out on uh, uh, Big Money Matt Hardy, as mm-hmm. it turns out that the contract that Matt ended up signing was for a match at Revolution, a money match between Matt Hardy and Hangman Page. Winner gets their quarter one earnings of their opponent. Yeah, um, I, I thought this was fun and silly, up to and including uh, the Jaguars legal consult- consultant coming out, being <laughs> the fucking mascot of the Jaguars, which was, of course, Isaiah Casti uh, underneath the mask. Yeah, well, and, and to not, not brush over the, the tag match that they had, too, yes. uh, was really good and really fun. Yeah, um, them against, yeah it was uh, Hardy and Page against TH2. TH2. Yeah. And I, you know, I really do love watching TH2. Um, but, you know, I, I texted you this. Like, I really don't see them being anything more than than talent enhancement, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, very, very much a bummer uh, because they are such a great team um, and they had a great match here. But uh, no dice. Another great tag match was the Bucks versus Proud and Powerful which I would have said was an amazing match until the finish, which pissed me the fuck off. <laughs> yeah, you're really hot about this. Go ahead. Yes. Well, I was hot on two things. One, Proud and Powerful of the best theme in AEW, or at least one of the top three. Okay. And they come out to the fucking 
Inner Circle B-team music, which pissed me the hell off. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I recognize I, I that. That, that it may be intentional storytelling that they've been overshadowed by the Inner Circle, and maybe they're going to get their own solo thing like Sammy, whatever. So they have this great match with the Bucks. And the finish of the match was Proud and Powerful, Santana and Ortiz, they powerbomb Matt Jackson into the face side of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Where the Bucks' parents are where the, as well. Yeah, where Mama and Papa Buck are. Yeah. Ortiz climbs up on the apron, jammers on about being the best, which he does. Yeah. Then gets in the ring and gets immediately rolled up for a three count by Nick. Yeah. It made them look like absolute idiots. For that entire match, they looked like they are the greatest tag team in the universe. And then you have this finish where they look stupid. It wasn't like, oh, they they lost track of things. Because I, I recognize storyline-wise, it was probably the, the idea. They got too cocky. They, you know, yeah. they, they, they slipped up when they shouldn't have. The way that it was executed, though, just made them look fucking dumb. Yeah, but, you know, maybe there is some plan in progress to, you know, we'll pay this off somehow. So I hope so. They've been pretty good at that. Yeah, I, I give them the benefit of the doubt. For a reason. I give them you know. the benefit of the doubt. It just frustrated the hell out of me because I like those guys a lot. And there was part of me in my head that was like, you know what? They could switch the belts here. They'll run. Proud and Powerful versus MJF and Jericho at Revolution, which makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. than Bucks versus MJF and Jericho. Bucks can do their match against Good Brothers. You know, like they on paper it made so much sense for them to win the belts here. But instead, shitty finish, Bucks retain, and for some reason, uh, Papa Buck gets to shove Jericho and gets no comeuppance. It, well, that's laying the groundwork for something yeah, later. The, the, on. That'll probably be this coming at week. Revolution. Yeah. Uh, well, either at Revolution <laughs> or this week on TV. Yeah. Um, no, the Papa Buck's going through a table. <laughs> I hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> uh, also on the show this week, uh, we had an incredible six-man main event, as it was uh, the. Uh, Fire Pro on Random Trio of John Moxley, <laughs> Lance Archer, and Phoenix against Eddie Kingston, Butcher, and Blade. Um, Phoenix and Lance Archer having a whole bunch of unique double team offense was the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, it's like uh, it's, it's it's essentially Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt on steroids. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> as being t- in terms of being tossed around. I mean, Lance yeah. Archer choke slammed Phoenix onto uh, Kingston and Blade outside. Yeah, I think yeah, I don't yeah, remember yeah. who it was, but yeah, it was it, it was fantastic. Phoenix, you know, otherworldly. I think is the best word to to describe him right now. Lance Archer, man, I could not have given two shits about Lance Archer before. The what was it? Twenty nineteen G one. Yeah, is that yeah, the yeah, one in yeah. Dallas? That's yep. what. That's what really opened my eyes to the guy. Yeah, his, that and match with since, Osprey in round one. Yeah. yeah. Ever since, every time I see him, he's just more and more fun and better yeah. and crazier and just you shitty. Know. Uh, tramp stamp tattoo aside. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, Bad tattoos are kind of a rite of passage <laughs> in, in pro wrestling. In, yeah, in yeah. wrestling, I mean, yeah. you know, they're not even close to Cody's neck tat or 
the dick sword on Brock. Very I mean, true. those those are one and one a of, of terrible tattoos. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Big Show's bear is another one. That's, <laughs> I, you know what? We should do a dedicated. Oh, maybe that's our bracket this year. Yes, yes, the worst tattoos in wrestling. Worst wrestling tattoos. Yes, oh, I was just thinking yeah. about that today because uh, I, I was listening this morning while I was running errands. I was listening to the rest of the Moxley interview on Wrestling Observer Radio, and they were talking about Kane Velasquez. And I, I remembered his really shitty Mexican tattoo across his tummy. Um, oh. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, Make him sound like a toddler. <laughs> he had a little bit of a belly on him. Um, yeah, but come on. Yeah. But yeah, that, that six-man main was so much fun. And it made me think, like, granted I haven't watched Raw or SmackDown in a couple of years at this point. But I don't remember, even when I was watching, mm-hmm. I don't remember consistent crazy awesome fun main events like that where even if it you know they'll do a thrown together six-man tag or something like that but it never the matches that i remember in wwe were never yeah to that level of yeah. just they're, they're, the they're wall, few and far between there, there are some but it, it's usually we have this six-man because we want to build one of the stories it's not you know all the interplay and fun that this match had yeah. And uh, I, I thought it was really, really great. And then uh, after the match, we had uh, an angle that uh, I never thought I would see or hear on American television. So you kind of lost your shit here. I, I, I very much did. Um, <laughs> so throughout the show, there was an ongoing thing, which was the greatness of shithead heel Kenny yeah. from reading to a preschool to uh, read the Bucks book to a preschool, yeah. only a section about how he changed New Japan's business, yep. uh, to making fun of how people on Raw watch television screens. Uh-huh. Uh, he basically looked like he was looking behind himself yeah. to, <laughs> to watch the screen. It was very, very funny and silly. And the boots whatever, he was wearing were absolutely the, the boots ridiculous. And, and the fucking, I, I don't know what else to call it than a blouse that he came out wearing. <laughs> Game yeah, like that. That was straight up something a wine mom would wear. Yeah, Uh, hats off to you. And uh, he talked about how he got his Valentine's Day surprise from Tony Khan that it's Moxley versus Omega at Revolution. And the thing is, Omega wants to get rid of Mox. And then he said the words that I, I'm still having trouble believing they're gonna pull off exploding barbed wire death match. Yeah. So as somebody who's not really familiar with the, uh, death match new, uh, all, I was at all Japan. I guess, I guess back in the day where a lot of this uh, it happened, was, it was FMW and IWA FMW. Japan. Those were the okay. big companies that did it. Uh, uh, most of which were done, uh, with Onita as the star. Right. Um, so there's a few different ways they could do this. Um, the legendary match uh, for Onita is him versus Terry Funk. That was an exploding ring death match. And the idea is uh, there are barbed wire ropes on two sides that are quote unquote electrified, i.e. someone gets thrown into them and they shoot off fireworks. Right. There are boards on the uh, sides where there aren't barbed wire. So it's just open to the floor. There, was, there are barbed wire boards where if someone lands in those, again, fireworks. Yeah. And if the match is not over within 20 minutes, at the end of 20 minutes, 
they explode the ring. More fireworks <laughs> underneath the ring. Okay. Uh, there are a few other versions, like there've been exploding barbed wire cage matches and, and so like, I don't know the specific arrangement that they're going to do, Sure, but it's all about like the drama of guys getting thrown into the ropes, yeah. the drama of the countdown before the ring explodes. Uh, usually a, the referee is dressed up like someone who is going bomb to disarm squad. a bomb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I full on expect uh, either Bryce or Aubrey in a, a bomb squad locker, suit for this. Hurt locker gear. Yeah, exactly. Um, it is definitely spectacle above anything else. Sure. Uh, but all I could think was, oh shit, Tony Khan traded for the same tapes I did when he was my age. <laughs> <laughs> or or when, when we were teenagers, rather. And this um, is this is happening at Revolution. This is happening at Revolution. I assume they're going to set it up in the fucking Jag Stadium. Uh, uh, that's th- going to. I mean, could they? They could and should they tape this? I think they should. But I'm yeah. also thinking there's no better place in the world to find all of the fireworks you could possibly need than Florida. <laughs> this is True. this is this is a perfect storm for what yeah. I, and, and I could just see how this came up, you know, uh, because Kenny, of course, is such a Japanese wrestling fan. Mox is such a Terry Funk guy. Uh, Tony Khan being a tape trader back in the day. Like it, 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 it's one of those things where I never thought it would happen. But right. the more I sat and thought with it, it was like the stars aligned. Yeah, this this is perfect for everyone involved. And yeah. it's really the only type of thing that you can do after having because they they did the Moxley match, they did the Omega match. You know, they they yeah. they had the match at Full Gear that had you know the quote unquote ultra violence. They had the straight up wrestling match. At that point, unless you're going to do like Loser Leaves Town or something like that, sure. which I don't think yeah. they would do until like Mox wants to go to Japan for the G1 or something. Um, you're going to have to have a blow up for the blow off. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I am beside myself. Like, I, I don't know, at least personally, that I'm going to believe that it's actually happening until I'm sitting there watching the pay-per-view and I see the ring set up. This is the, kind of the equivalent of you and I uh, owning a wrestling promotion and doing <laughs> a a Simpsons Royal Rumble match. Where fucking uh, Millhouse wins the whole thing. Yeah, that's, that's and, the equivalent. And then Millhouse challenges Kota Ibushi <laughs> <laughs> for the IWGP title. That's right. Yeah, and 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 when Kota Ibushi breaks his leg, Millhouse comes over and, and signs the cast Millpool. <laughs> The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network. 
The WWE Network is making an effort to have programming for all walks of life. From your pure pro wrestling action to fantastic reality-based programs, the WWE is excited for its network. And why not introduce a new sitcom? Using the best of CGI and holographic technology, the WWE presents That's So Macho! On the next episode of That's So Macho... Dad, kids at school are teasing me, and I don't know how to get them to like me. Remember that one time WCW made me use Sid Vicious as a bodyguard, but he never did anything. Ooh, it sucked. Hey, uh, hey, macho, you want to help me uh, stock these shelves? You're going to sit around being, you know, macho all day long. I had a rap album one time. No one liked it. Not even the people that helped me make it. Yeah, please buy one. It goes to my estate. I've seen a lot of macho men in my time, macho, but you're probably one of the most savage. <laughs> See you at the bake sale this weekend. I had a girlfriend that was 38 years younger than I was, and I gave her the business. Ooh, yeah. I made her call me Bobby the Brain, and I licked my brain. It's the nickname for my balls. Mm. Smell like Slim Jims. That's so macho on the new WWE Network. Watch my show, or I'll fucking haunt ya. No one wants to wake up in the middle of the night and hear boo, ooh, ooh, yeah, macho activity.